0: Welcome to Yolitics, the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics. You finally ready, Wheeler?
1: Yeah, I think I think I'm there. About time, man. Hey, I'm on I'm on vacation, man, even though here I am working, right? Yeah,
0: so we're,
1: i mean it's, it's par for the course
0: well yeah not all of us are on spring break this week but congratulations to you where are you go oh, why are you working today on your day off man uh
1: i guess i missed you guys and um i'm just uh, it's it's just something in my blood i guess it, 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 dude. i'm a seriously I'm a, come on i'm a great employee <laughs> <laughs> the, the boss doesn't listen to this podcast don't worry about it <laughs> your, oh yeah she does so, yeah she does actually
0: <laughs> um so yeah so why aren't you on the road somewhere man
1: well, with all the uh, with all the Wheeler ladies. Well, that's an interesting story, and in it's uh, in its own right. Uh, we, you know, had big. I had big plans, I should say, uh, that we would go here or there or there, and I had it all picked out, and I was doing all the research and staying up till three in the morning and planning things, and people kept throwing roadblocks in my way. And if you've ever planned a vacation for your family, you know what this is like. Uh, oh, oh, I can't leave this day because of this And I still have this to do And I got that And I don't want to go there And I'm not going to wait I'm not going to be in the car for that long And so, you know, you're just adjusting To all these different parameters And then in the end, I had it all Like tied up with a nice, beautiful bow on it And my wife says I've, I'm, I'm getting my hair done on Monday <laughs> Okay, uh, let me just let me let me just crinkle uh, crumble this up and throw it in the trash can then, and let's just sit at home and wait for that. that so that'll be a that'll be a I hell am. of a vacation, man. Yeah, you, you need you and, need a beer
0: to, uh, to take the edge off. What are you drinking today, man? I've got
1: one. It just so happens well, it's you, called, uh, and I've I've seen this. I've never had it. It's the Shiner Vice and Easy because really? um, yeah, I'd like to be taking it nice and easy, but I'm not quite there yet.
0: <laughs> I have the. Uh, this is a new one for me. It's from Lakewood Brewing in Garland. It's. Yeah. Muy importante. Very. I
1: like that. Very important margarita lager. So let's crack it open. It's a margarita lager. This is a grape something or another, I think. That's what I'm. I get hints of grape in this. Woo! I feel like I need and it's my. It's got purple lettering, so I think that's what this is. Yeah.
0: I need my feet in the sand to be drinking this. It's not bad. It, it doesn't. Uh,
1: a real strong lime taste, but it's pretty good this almost uh, tastes like a grape juice so this one could be dangerous folks be be wary of the shiner vice and easy i always say that with with drinks that seem like it's just like juice or something sweet and nice and you're not even noticing it and you know eight or nine in you go oh my goodness this isn't grape juice,
0: <laughs> nice well we are talking about is is every family going to be like the wheelers the wheeler family this spring break or are people actually going to go places and so you know two of the big uh, the big places in in texas obviously are the beaches uh for most of us it's probably galveston for people who live in central and south texas and south padre island uh i've been i've been to both fortunately south padre is gorgeous galveston's closer
1: um the water is prettier in South Padre. I like the city better in Galveston yeah. though. There's a lot more there. And, and you know, I have to be partial to it because I was born in Galveston from County. From Galveston so County, yeah. Got to give some love there.
0: Uh, the, the Native Son. Yes, the, the Prodigal yes. Son
1: here. I don't know about that, but Native, yes. So the,
0: the the big question for this podcast is, so how how are the how is the governor's you know new orders on Wednesday, you know, that's when the mask mandate goes away, that's when all businesses can go back to 100% uh, but we've noticed that, that most businesses say, hey, you know, we're going to go with the CDC guidelines here just a little longer. Thanks a lot, Governor, for you know the heads up on this. We appreciate that the state is not telling us what to do. But now that it is in our hands, we're going to kind of uh, you know sit with this. But what is interesting about this is the sense of optimism that our two mm-hmm. guests on this podcast have shared with us, Jason.
1: And I totally get that. These businesses uh, over the last year have just been through so much. And, you know, it's amazing that many of them have been able to even hang on this long. And so I get the optimism. Uh, I'm just curious how ordinary people are feeling right now. And you see the traffic out there. Uh, I've, I've seen it in North Texas. I just saw somebody saying the other day on Facebook, the Houston traffic is back. It is real. Mm. So people are ready. They're primed. They're ready to get out once again. Uh, I'm not comfortable yet with the big crowds. I think that's going to take a little while. I haven't had any vaccines yet, though, either. And so you, you've never you know, been comfortable was... with big crowds, though.
0: You, you...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which. I do. Qu- quick, quick si- I do my best to run. Yeah, right.
0: Well, quick side story. I I, I took the uh, I took my family over to uh, to Fort Worth this weekend. Took my, my sons to the stockyards. They'd never really kind of been to the stockyards. Um, uh, eight and five years old, so they you know w- would like to see the the uh, the livestock, etc. The place was packed, absolutely packed. <laughs> the sidewalks. When when you're looking, you know, about to cross the street and and, and walk down into the stockyards. The sidewalks on each side there looked like New York City, just, just a sea Jeez. of heads the whole time.
1: Probably thir- So you felt like you s- stepped back into 2019
0: Dude. for a few minutes. 30% of the people had masks on. You know, you walk by, and I'm like hypersensitive. I hear somebody sneeze. I'm like, oh, hell, it's on right oh, now. Oh, yeah. It's on. Yeah. Come on, kids, we're crossing the street right now, darting out into traffic. Um, so people are out there. And for this podcast, w- w- the first person we called... Is a, uh, is a landmark down in Galveston. There, in Galveston has a lot of landmarks for as old as that city is, you know, the first city in Texas. Uh, but mm-hmm. this place is called The Spot. And if you've ever mm-hmm. been there um, to Galveston, I'm sure you have, uh, you've probably been to The Spot. It's a very cool-looking two-story, uh, tiki hut-looking bar on the seawall at 32nd. And the owner of it is Dennis Bird here. Is that a Topo Chico or is that a Corona? No, this. Yeah, I wish it was a Corona. Uh,
2: <laughs> it's a Topo Chico with a twist of grapefruit, which is really good.
0: Thanks for uh, joining us for this uh, this call. I, I've been, you know, doing some research on you guys. I, I've been to the spot many times. For, for those of you who haven't been to the spot, it is a uh, it is a very cool two story tiki hut type beach bar right on the seawall in Galveston mm-hmm. uh, at Thirty Second, a little ways down the seawall. But it's an excellent place, and y'all been around for, for years. Um, So congratulations on that. I'm glad we're talking in a little better circumstances because 2020 wasn't that good for you, but 2021, how's it looking so far?
2: Well, I I tell you, Jason, based on this past weekend, which is traditionally not busy, right? This is sort of the the, the precursor to spring break and spring break technically begins this Friday, uh, the the 12th, somewhere around there. We were, and the island was unbelievably packed Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I think it paints paint, paints a tremendous picture for what summer 2021 is going to be like.
1: There is this incredible pent-up demand, Uh, you know, so many people have been, you know, shying away from things for a long time now. Is this, do you think it was packed because we're at spring break, because people have just been at home too much, or because they finally feel like they've gotten sort of the green light from from the governor, who is saying that this week we're opening up to 100 percent capacity and, and taking away the mask mandate? I think
2: you've got a lot going on, right? You've got COVID fatigue, we've been in this for a year now, Uh, You've got the polar vortex fatigue, right? People are just fixing their pipes. Uh, You've got the governor who says, listen, do what you can to keep yourself safe, but we're gonna allow businesses to open at 100% and we're gonna allow you to make your own decision whether or not you wanna wear a mask and vaccinations are ramping up. I think yesterday there was more than 2 million vaccinations nationwide hospitalizations are going down. You start putting all of this stuff together. And I, I think that what you're looking at is May, June, and July is really 80% back to what normal was pre-pandemic.
0: Wow. And Dennis, tell me what you guys are doing there at the spot, because it's it's, in the past when I've been there pre-pandemic, it's been packed. Um, but you guys have uh, plastic partitions up. You're still requiring employees to wear masks. What else are you doing, even though that we're gonna go to 100% later this week?
2: Right, so the the health, safety, and sanitation measures that we've implemented over the last 12 months uh, will remain for the foreseeable future. Social distancing, uh, frequent hand washing, hand sanitizing stations, partitions between tables, uh, all of our team in masks, as well as encouraging our guests to wear masks. However, we're our hospitality. So we don't want to be in the business of being in a debate. We will politely ask you to wear a mask. We will provide one to you if you don't have one. If you decide that you don't want to wear a mask, we're simply gonna get you sat very quickly and you're gonna enjoy your experience like everyone else. Uh, and, and it's not going to be until we see vaccinations continue to ramp up hospitalizations continue to decrease before we really feel like we're in a better environment to release and, 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 and rescind some of those safety measures.
0: You, you said that if uh, customers come in and don't have on their masks, that, that you guys would be able to uh, uh, you know get them a seat pretty quickly and uh, you know make sure that they're taken care of. If I'm not wearing a mask and I come into the spot, do I get seated before somebody else? So that's going to be a delicate
2: balance, and we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, it's going to be a very delicate balance, and it very could very well could be the case. You know, the, the health and safety of all our all of our guests and all of our team is what's important. We don't want to be in the business of debate, and so it very well may be that that you know, listen, if if you don't have a mask for whatever reason, you don't want to wear it because the governor said, or you've been vaccinated. Uh, but if we feel that makes others around you uncomfortable. It very well may mean that we get you seated ahead of another guest. Uh, we haven't encountered that yet. I anticipate that'll happen midweek, um, but it, it's gonna be a delicate balance. And, and what you can expect is you can expect that on uh, Wednesday, March the 10th at 11 a.m., I'll be at the hostess stand, assisting our team and working through this.
1: Jason, you have no idea what you just opened well, up there. As soon as they go on a wait now, everybody's going to take off the mask. And if go there's a three-hour wait,
0: first. I'm taking my mask off. I'm going to the front of the line here. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> Always looking to leapfrog. <laughs> Could be the case. As you mentioned, the, the vaccines are ramping up, uh, uh, much more so than they were even just several weeks ago. Uh, but, of course, we're not there yet. Uh, and so I'm curious, after a year of this, because we all develop new behaviors out of this, what is it like again to be around a big crowd of people like you saw in in galveston over the weekend i mean i know as a business owner it's great but is there sort of a a little bit of apprehension because it's something to get used to again tremendous apprehension it's a
2: very very fine line so you you take our our foursome of bars for example at the spot uh our foursome of bars Uh, We're not bringing back bands. We're not bringing back UFC. We're not allowing standing room only. We're just not there yet. Uh, A lot of what we do now with COVID is it's about transparency and it's about optics. So what is best for our team, our guests and our community? And you really evaluate that daily. So, you know, I get asked all the time, Dennis, when are the bands coming back? When is UFC coming back? We understand that your bars are at capacity, but why can't we walk in there and just stand up? We don't need a seat. And the answer is just, I haven't made that subjective decision yet. The timing just isn't right. The governor says I can do it, the guests want it, but from a managerial perspective, we're just not there yet. And it'll take a little bit more time.
0: What's it gonna to take to get you there? Because I would think at some point with all the numbers and trends improving that you know the color of green isn't start to look good again, huh? Well, you know, Galveston is a drive-to-leisure destination, uh, 32
2: miles of beaches, drive-to-leisure destinations have outperformed the broader market across the United States. So we're filling all of the seats that we have available, and we have been doing so since the governor opened us back on May 1 of 2020. So the interesting um, capacity restriction result was you had really, really long wait times. So summer of 2020 wait times approached 3 hours at the wow. spot. Wow. So guess we're standing in line outside as opposed to sitting at a table inside. And so it's just this really interesting dynamic and you know to answer the question when does it happen? I don't know. I mean, you know right now uh, this Friday, Saturday and Sunday uh, we're 75% capacity now but we still had tremendous wait times. I anticipate that on Wednesday when we move to 100% capacity, we're still gonna have wait times. So it's not yet a a, a monetary problem in Galveston. Very well could be the case on the other side of the causeway, but in Galveston, people are still coming in tremendous numbers and uh, it's just gonna be an internal decision and I don't know what the answer is as as to when. Uh, I I would hope that it comes back sometime in summer 2021. Uh, That's to be determined.
1: You know, I want to ask you this because I I think everybody, you know, got to the end of 2020 and thought, let's just let's burn this. You know, let's put this in the fireplace and just burn it. It's been that kind of a year. But, Dennis, you know that everything teaches us something. You've been in this business a long time. I know you've made a lot of uh, adjustments. You've adapted a lot in this past year. What would stand out to you as, as things that you will go forward with and think, hey, I, I'm keeping this or I learned this and I'm going to keep that with me because that actually made, made us better? Yes. So
2: in my business, from a a marketing perspective, what I learned that the guests really wanted during COVID was transparency and they wanted connection with the owner of the business. So I've been here 19 or 20 years this May. uh, Me owning it, I think we've been here 22 or 23 in May as well. And one thing that I hadn't ever done was sort of been the face of the business. And what I learned is that the guest wanted to connect with the face of the business. That's something that we'll continue to do. They wanted transparency. They wanted to understand uh, my perspective spoken directly from me. But when it comes to safety, uh, something that I've expressed to my managers is masks in kitchens maybe something that's here to stay forever uh, hmm. I think that from an optic standpoint I really like my cooks being in masks because it protects your meals uh, the the frequency of sanitizing commonly touched areas I think it's here forever um, those are a couple of the things, or maybe three of the things that I think that'll be here for a long time. And I'm sure there's others that I could think of as we you know, continue to think through it. But um, I believe that COVID-19 has changed the landscape of the hospitality industry forever. There are going to be things that we learned over the last 12-month period that we're going to carry forward for the next two decades. Maybe it isn't everything. Maybe there aren't partitions between tables uh, forever, but um, there are just things that we learned along the way that that I think all restaurateurs are going to continue to do for a very long time.
0: Dennis, happy birthday to you, man. You just had a birthday last week, right? Uh, February 29th. And so,
2: uh, yeah, every every four years I get a birthday. But, you know, last week I got to celebrate on the 28th (laughs) and the first and so for everyone who forgot my birthday they always get an extra day th- th- every uh, three years. Heck yeah man. Uh,
0: wish me happy That's birthday awesome. again. Well, well, Let me ask you about, uh, congr- happy birthday to you on that and, and before I ask you a question is it true that this is the only job you've ever had that you started there in 98 when it opened and then got an opportunity to buy the business and did that?
2: That's correct. I, I was uh, 18 years old, I took a job bussing tables at the spot restaurant. Uh, The owner and I became close. Uh, His daughter and I attended uh, LSU together. It's the only job I've ever had. It's the only thing that I understand. And uh, yes, upon graduating LSU, I I had a lease with an option to buy. And three years later, I bought it. And 19 or 20 years later, I'm still here.
1: Well, so you started when you were 18. And uh, I guess if we count those February 29th birthdays only, you're still only 23 (laughs) or so all these years later. I'm
2: 10.25 in real birthdays. I'm uh
0: 41 in, in in years. That's awesome. Hey, so so in uh, let me back this up for for the listener. Um, in 2019, uh, you guys served what three quarters of a million guests in 2019. Huge year. The economy's booming. Things are happening. Mm-hmm. People are down there on on the beach. Then last March, I think you mentioned one year ago. Now. Uh, Sales plummeted 95 percent and you had to furlough 171 of your 200 employees, I read. And then this is interesting, though, uh, for our our listener. I want to ask you about this, too, Dennis. In May, 10 months ago, when people started getting their first coronavirus checks, the, the stimulus checks that went out, the very first ones, you decided to do something kind of risky down there. We did. You've done your research a little bit. Uh,
2: <laughs> we did. Yeah. So, you're right. In in, in April of uh, or March of 2020, yes, uh, sales plummeted 95%, uh, which interestingly, I had two weeks of sales in 2020 that were equal to my first two weeks of sales when I bought the restaurant in 2002. Wow. So, it, wow. it, it takes you back, you know, 18 or 19 years. Uh, but, but yes, and we, we had to furlough 90% of our workforce. We had never experienced that, literally got on the internet, Googled furlough, what does it mean? Figured out how to write a letter uh, to furlough team members. And um, and then we, we applied for and received these these payroll protection loans. And, and what we noticed, and the numbers were very, very small, but the percentages were meaningful. So when the federal government released their first round of stimulus checks, we had two weeks that our sales were down 95%. That third week, our sales were only down 85%. The dollars were really, really small, but the percentage was tremendously greater. And the only variable were the stimulus checks. And so it taught me an interesting lesson, which was when you give someone cash, they spend it. Generally, they don't go and save it. And it stimulated the economy exactly like the federal government intended it to. And so when we received our payroll protection loan, the first thing I said is we're going to stimulate our local economy and we're going to do that by taking care of our team. So we paid every team member $15 an hour. If you were with us more than a decade, we paid you $20 an hour, Uh, all of our graduating high school students and college students, they received a $250 graduation bonus. Uh, We had some older team members who just felt tremendously uncomfortable with COVID. We paid them $20 an hour to stay home, 40 hours a week guaranteed. And what we received back from that was just a tremendous amount of gratitude. Uh, You know, we, we had someone who came to me, an adult man, and just hugged me and said, I paid my mortgage payment. I hadn't had that opportunity. We had an adult woman said, I was able to pay for my car note. I didn't have that opportunity. So when I think back on it today, I mean, you know, what gets me emotional in business is, is really my team. I mean, we, we spend more hours with my team and, and as do you all than we do with our family. So it gets me emotional to talk about furloughs and it gets me emotional to talk about how we took care of our team because it really made an impact. And it's it, it will go down as one of the, the best decisions that we ever made as a company. and um, And I think that we took care of our team well. We brought everybody back Um, and so it's just been a tremendous blessing.
1: I'm glad that you all and so many other business owners were able to tap into that paycheck protection. Uh, The help was definitely needed. Did you ever have a point, especially if you wouldn't have had that, did you ever have a point last year? I mean, you've been around for a long time, but did you ever start thinking, God, I don't know if we can make it through this? A lot of restaurants and and, and bars didn't.
2: Well, I'll tell you something I learned about myself that, that maybe I didn't understand is what i've learned in the last 12 months is i'm an eternal optimist I, I never understood that about myself but i'll give you a perfect example yes in april we now receive weekly cash flow reports that tells me what are the status of our bank accounts and i think it was april 23rd of last year i got that update and my operating account for the spot restaurant was negative $416 we had no money but I never told my team that. I told my team that story months later, June, July, August right. of sometime of 2020, because I wanted to convey to them that businesses have financial challenges the same way that individuals have financial challenges. And the way that you get through that is you work hard and you're optimistic and, and you don't get down on it. So, did I ever think that the the company could go bust um I would say that I didn't think it, but it certainly was a reality. It was a reality in April of 2020 when our bank account was negative. But I feel like we would have figured it out and I don't know how, but you know, we would have just done it because it's not me. If I lose the business, I can go on and work for someone else or open another business. But I've got on average 225 people who depend on me for a payroll check every other Wednesday. So we would have figured it out. I don't know how we would have figured it out but we would have had to do so
0: 225 employees i'm wow Uh, congratulations on that looks like you guys have have picked up a few more so being the eternal optimist here dennis when you look at the challenges of last year and and what all the businesses have gone the business has gone through and, and what all you've learned what do you see for the next 12 months
2: well i'll tell you Just on what I've seen over the last weekend, I think that the next 12 months are going to exceed any expectation that anyone has in terms of travel, leisure, hospitality, dining, drinking, staying in hotels, uh, attractions. I think that the next 12 months are going to just be roaring back beyond where they were in 2019, where they were going in 2020, Uh, There's a tremendous amount of liquidity in the market. Uh, American savings accounts are at all time highs. Credit scores are increasing. So you look at this and you say, well, you're in a recession. In a recession, your credit scores don't go up and your savings accounts don't increase. Mm -hmm. But but that's what's happening. And I think once cruise lines get back online, when people feel comfortable in a plane again, which, which by the way, I think planes, are probably the cleanest now that they've ever been in all of our lives because of this and that's probably here to remain. Uh, I, I just think the next 12 months is going to surpass anyone's expectation.
1: And maybe well beyond that, too, uh, there's been some discussion that we may see a new roaring 20s. Uh, last time we had a pandemic uh, just before the 1920s, uh, we saw things take off societally and financially and all of these things. And, and it's sort of that same setup here where you've got people just sort of raring to go. They are. They're, they're chomping at the
2: bit to get out of their house. We saw over the last three weeks, people that we haven't seen in our restaurant in 11 months and they all said the same thing. We've got our vaccine. We're excited to be out we've been at home waiting for the day that we could travel again. And so th- th- that's a minority, right? But it's people that I haven't seen personally in a long time that I've seen now and that just continues to paint a picture and, and bring it back to roaring 20s. Absolutely, I heard, I heard that recently on an interview that I believe Tillman Fertitta with Landry said on CNBC and uh, and I think he's mm-hmm. absolutely right,
0: absolutely. How, how, is Tillman still flying his helicopter in all the time to the San Luis Resort there? He is, yeah. He, is he flies really? in. He, he flies by and uh, checks
2: on the pleasure pier. Then goes and lands at the San Luis Louis Resort. He does. Wow, it's got to be a good it, life. Uh, it's, it's it's a good way to travel, I suppose.
0: Dennis, it was a great hey, conversation, man. I, 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 hey, I'm excited about the future after talking to you as a business owner there in Galveston. Um, it's hey, it it, it looks the future looks bright considering where the numbers are for COVID, mm-hmm. the vaccinations. Uh, the savings accounts, the pinup demand that Jason was talking about. There, there's a lot of stuff happening, and it, it looks like it's going to be a a good spring. After talking to you,
2: we certainly hope so. And, and we I thank both of you gentlemen for having us this morning and giving us the opportunity to speak with you. And uh, we encourage everyone if you if you're looking to travel, Galveston is a place to be. We, we'd love to have you at the spot, but. I'd be happy with you dining at any of our competitors, staying at any of our hotels and just enjoying yourself. Galveston is a wonderful place to be between beaches, arts and history. And it's a great place to travel.
1: Well, congratulations on surviving to this point. Uh, we wish you a lot of safety and success as, as things continue to open up down there. And uh, many kudos for caring so personally about your staff there. I think that goes a long well, way. We
2: appreciate it again, gentlemen. Thank you so much.
1: Wow, a lot of good uh, info in there. I love. You, you can always tell Jason when you're talking to somebody who's shooting straight. I mean. And they lay it all out there. They lay out the the things that have bothered them, the things they've learned from, the things that really touched them, and the things that they're still really struggling with and grappling with. And one of the things that stood out to me was this whole notion of, yeah, we've got this great plan to you know open up on Wednesday and we're ready to go. We're going to ask people to do this, that, and the other. But the one thing we have not figured out yet is what are we going to do with you if you're standing up there at the hostess stand with no mask on and other people are in masks and we want to keep everybody comfortable that maybe you get to come to the front of the line, you get that express pass. So Wheeler and I
0: are the type of people who will watch and see if somebody gets seated before us, Um, whether we're with (laughs) our family, by ourselves, whatever it is. uh, You see one person in front of us who came in behind us and I'll be, okay, well, you know, maybe we're next. You see the second person and I'm probably going to say something about it so i always give
1: one free i'll give him and one then after that yeah i'm gonna have to say
0: something. so i understand where dennis is coming. i completely get where dennis is coming from his place is a little different though because he doesn't really have any you know real windows on the first or second floor so there's a lot yeah. of outside air coming in there um right but yeah it's you know like like one of our producers uh said that this is something that, that a lot of businesses are probably mm-hmm. going to be struggling with what to
1: do with those people who don't want to wear a mask because we're gonna And then what we're to, gonna go back and to then what, what happened
0: you know what happened last March. Go ahead, Jason.
1: And and what do we do with a hothead like Jason Whiteley, who's gonna freak out when the person without the mask gets to go before him. It, you know, like how are we gonna handle it, all that? If our listener
0: only knew who the hothead was. Here, here's the here's the deal with, with Wheeler. <clears throat> Wheeler might drive to Miami, Florida this weekend with his family, but it, and it's doable. Even if he leaves tomorrow on Tuesday is doable even if he leaves, you know, midweek, because he can get down there in about five hours in his car. He drives See, like a bat out of hell. You're setting
1: me up here. <laughs> and and I I'm telling you, I am Zen like this week, and I am I'm I'm I've calmed it way down. Zen like. Uh, Zen like. I will say this one more note about that though. Who is gonna be uncomfortable? standing at the hostess stand with their mask on who's going to be uncomfortable with the person who's standing you know a foot or two feet away from them who refuses to wear a mask people you're going into a restaurant i haven't been in a restaurant in a long time you're going into a restaurant where you're all going to take your masks off when you sit down to eat and drink and this restaurant as of wednesday will be at 100 percent capacity um Here's a spoiler. When you're sitting at your table, you're probably going to be about as far away from that person as you were going to be at the hostess stand. So in all reality, it's really not going to matter. You're breathing the same air anyway. Yeah, no doubt. Listen, before. I mean, let's break it down. Yeah,
0: no, that's a good point. But before, though, we get to our next guest, let me remind our listeners, we'd love to get some feedback from you right now in the description of this podcast on whatever player you use. Is a link to a survey we have, and it's it's not a lot of deep probing questions or anything like that. We just want to get the look. Wheeler's mind's already gone. Uh, we we just want to get an idea of, of who is uh, <clears throat> who listens to Yaletics? Uh You know, all three of you. We're just curious about you know where you're from, what you like about Yaletics, et etc. What you like about Jason his hair. You know, you know wh- whatever that might be. So please click on that link. Give us an idea of uh, of who you are and what you think.
1: I did take just a moment today, since we're on a Zoom call, even though I'm on vacation this week. I did take a moment to, you know, do the hair. Your hair is always done. Then. I put a little bit of bedhead in there, and it and it does look sharp today. <laughs> got a haircut. <laughs> uh, I, I got an at-home haircut. I haven't been to get an actual haircut for a year. Who cuts your hair, Mrs. Wheeler? She does. Wow. And sometimes I help because uh, there are spots that that need it. Um, so yeah you should be careful giving her
0: uh you know a pair of scissors or a a straight (laughs) edge there
1: believe me i choose my days very wisely with that ask (laughs) uh so uh now we're going to go to the other beach uh the the one that is down the coast from galveston the, the other biggie and that would be south padre uh where i think that they are equally excited if not more so uh, than what we just heard from Galveston, because uh, South Padre doesn't just rely on Texans. uh, They rely on the neighbors to the south as well who come to visit quite a bit. Uh, And so this is going to be a crucial week for them and going forward from now. And I think they're excited about it as well, Jason. Yeah,
0: Jason, so we have Teresa Rodriguez on the line here with us. She is with the Convention and Visitors Bureau down
1: at South Padre Island. So, uh, uh, Teresa Rodriguez, uh, thanks for being with us here. You are new on the job there at the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau in South Padre. How long have you been in the position?
3: This is my third week, which I'm very happy to be able to come here and promote this beautiful island of uh,
0: South Padre. You're not new to the coast there. You uh, worked (laughs) up the coast in Corpus Christi. So you've seen a couple spring breaks in your time, I'm sure. Oh,
3: yes. (laughs) Yes, I was was there in Corpus Christi for...
0: um, Close to eight years. You guys are like the beach destination, the best beach in Texas, uh, you know, bar, yes. bar none. Um, but no one really anticipated COVID last year and COVID really socked the plans for Corpus and for South Padre last year. So how in the world do you promote it this year? And, and do you really expect that, uh, that it's gonna be better? Uh,
3: we're becoming more like a family destination vacation. We have seen people from Austin, from Dallas, uh, from uh, San Antonio and Houston that they're coming to South Padre Island, even before, uh, um, I mean, during the the winter times, of course, but before that, because a lot of people remember that we're working from home. So they say, okay, if I'm going to work from home, I better rent a place in South Padre Island and work from home and then enjoy the beach.
1: Yeah, I guess that benefits you all a lot because you've got people yes. who come from, from Texas. Uh, you know, a lot of places might depend more on people from out of state, but but a yes. lot of Texas people find you all in, in, you know, sort of in our own backyard, and yet we feel like we get away if we go down uh, to South Padre there. Just for perspective here, uh-huh. uh, the year before last, so 2019, you all saw there in South Padre 1.4 million people uh, yes. for spring break.
3: Yes, just for the, for, during spring break. Wow, yes.
1: that's, that's that's huge. Fun. And then last year it all got shut down. Do we even know what to expect as far as numbers go this year because it's such a strange year again?
3: Yes, I, I mean, I, it's very hard to predict, like as you know, because it's uh, unprecedented times, but I think that people are, are ready to go out. Uh, there of course, uh, the beaches, the outdoor places, they are like the to-go places there are a lot of family reunions. So we're gonna be focusing on the families. We're gonna be focusing on a a great place to be outside and enjoy and and, and still practice social distancing and still being precautious. So we're expecting a good number. I mean, I won't say 1.4 million this spring break, but maybe, I mean, it will reach out to to a million or
0: more. We heard the news from uh, Governor Abbott about uh, reopening Texas 100% this coming Wednesday and the mask mandate is going away. How are people in yeah. South Padre Island accepting that? Are they excited about it? Are they concerned about it? Where are they?
3: Well, despite of, uh, of uh, the recent uh, announcement from the governor, uh, governor, the city of uh, South Padre Island is still gonna be a uh, on the employees the wearing the mask, keeping social distances, the restaurants, the hotels, and the different attractions are very strong into keeping those uh, healthy uh, health guidelines from the CDC
0: they suspended all special event beach permits until april the 15th means no outdoor beach concerts yes and, and the last thing that, that we read was that uh, groups are limited to, to 10 people at most on the beach and umbrellas have to be spaced apart by 15 yes. feet so what i shouldn't hop in the car with a wheeler and, and all my buddies and, and roll down there and, and party i mean it sounds like that it's going to be a, a quieter party than normal
3: yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, the beach uh, or the outdoors is a, is a better place to to keep that social distancing, even though if you bring uh, your friends and buddies, uh, I mean, you can all be together. Of course, you're not going to be all, all under one umbrella to two chairs, <laughs> but there's an opportunity to be, to be together, to be close without being uh, so close to everybody else.
0: Yeah, J- Jason needs to you. work on his tan probably. You see how nice that tan is right there? He's It's been I so do. cloudy here <laughs> that he hasn't really worked on it yet.
1: Yeah, I That's need I, I need not to be crowded under umbrellas with anybody, That's and why. I can't. We need, tell you, we
3: need the sun, right? I do. I need the
1: sunshine, and I can't tell you how relieved I am that uh, Jason and I won't be piling into a car with all of our buddies to head down there and party. Uh, so, haven't a lot of places turned that corner in recent years, anyway, where they're trying to discourage sort of that huge mass gathering of of college students per se, and instead go after this this sort of family market.
3: South Parraida has always been uh, um, for families, and uh, however, spring break, of course, we were famous for having these uh, big parties uh, from the college, but things had changed. I mean, uh, right now, is the, the colleges don't have that extended um, spring break. Uh, parents are apprehended, and they want their family together, so that's why we have to, to move towards that.
0: T- hmm. Teresa, our last podcast talked about the, the struggle that so many restaurants are having, and the, the podcast was specifically about a uh, 1,000 restaurants a month on average are closing across the state of Texas. I, I know you guys were, were probably hit pretty hard, except for last summer, it sounds like, and you're hoping the spring's better, but give, give us an idea from your understanding. Did y'all have hotels closed, restaurants closed, clubs closed? What happened?
3: When I came to, to South Padre Island, I expected that it's not... There weren't going to be that many uh, restaurants open. And I was very surprised at that. I mean, they were waiting 40 minutes in line I mean, to, to, to have a, a table because, of course, with the restrictions, we were in a full capacity. But what I mean is that the people are still coming. People are coming for the weekends. I see more uh, restaurants in the area. I used to live in Rio Grande Valley eight years ago, and I see a big difference. Um, I see more restaurants, more hotels, so it's it's, it's looking great. I mean, seeing all the palm trees, people walking, and then the golf cars. I mean, you see that there's there's life going Do on. Do you ever though. see
0: anybody rollerblading gosh, gosh. at all, though, Teresa? Does anyone ever rollerblade on on the beach?
3: No, I, I haven't seen you know it, know it what? Well, we need course, to change I'm that. Only been here three weeks. That's, Teresa, it's
0: okay
1: because it doesn't exist. Wheeler, Wheeler is, oh, okay,
0: so I a, Wheeler is a big
1: rollerblader, and I think you he's the last her. one. Uh, oh, you God. heard her, though. You heard her, though. She said she's only been there three weeks. She said she hasn't seen it. i wait to see
3: you guys. Yeah. And,
1: Teresa, you've been nose to the grindstone the whole time. You probably haven't even left your office, so how would you oh, see them? No, especially uh,
3: with the
0: turtles
1: back up here I'm, I missed the whole turtle thing has
0: there just been a, a huge influx of turtles is that what's going on? huge oh, yeah.
3: yes the uh, uh, the cold temperatures remember they they the, the water temperature went to 30 31 degrees so a lot of turtles came out from the uh, Laguna madre and but for the I mean by the thousands and wow. so we yeah. have over 5,000 turtles in the omission and Visitor's Bureau because they were strong cold. So once the temperatures get uh, that cold, the turtles uh, pass out. So they go to the surface and they're like out. So if they they don't take them out, they're gonna be drowned. Wow. So Mm -hmm. a lot of volunteers, they were bringing them here. So we were getting a whole week of A great convention of
1: turtles, yeah. It is is a great story, though, because, again, these turtles will drown if they just float there at the top because they're sort of passed out and stunned. And we have people going out there and plucking them out of the water. The locals down there know what to do about this if it gets too cold. Yes. Uh, So then you packed 5,000 turtles there into your offices, and you've had volunteers pouring in around the clock. Uh, this is almost a, a marketing person's dream, though, because look at all the media attention. Oh, they see yes. this community oh, outpouring there, and this is an endangered species, and it's a beloved creature, the sea turtle down there uh, in, in South Padre. So, uh, What a great mascot to have to kick things off, and it's a great thing that you guys saved them.
3: That were great ambassadors for South Padre Island, believe me. I mean, we have media coverage from uh, National Geographic, the Today Show, the ABC, NBC. I mean, all the networks, uh, people calling from uh, BBC, from London. I mean, it was incredible, the amount of coverage. And my first week, of course. So <laughs> it was it was a great experience.
1: Yeah, welcome to the job.
3: Yes, yes thank <laughs> you. So now that you've
1: seen that, you got to check the next thing off the list, which will be a rollerblader. Maybe it'll be me. Maybe That's I'll right. head down there.
3: That's right, yeah. That would be a good story. Talk about endangered
1: species. I mean, jeez <laughs> <laughs> so so, Teresa, you know, going into these weeks ahead here because we know that these spring break weeks are staggered across Texas, uh-huh. how crucial is this month, let's say? How crucial is this month going to be for so many of these businesses there in South Padre? because you say, you know, that they've they've weathered it okay uh, this uh-huh. whole pandemic. But we know that it's been a struggle for a lot of these hotels and oh, restaurants. Yes. How big of a deal is this next month now? After last year was canceled,
3: yeah, it's, it's creating big expectations for the hotels, the restaurants, and the different uh, attractions. Remember, uh, the the Mexican border has also has been closed, and, and we're expecting them. It might be open after March 21st, and if that happens, we're uh, we're getting a lot of me- Mexican nationals from northern Mexico that will love to come to South Padre Island.
1: I was going to ask you to put that into perspective too. Yes. That is a huge part of business down there, is it not?
3: Oh, yes. Yes, I mean, for, for years and years, uh, uh, South Padre Island has been the the place to go for a vacation. And uh, and we're so close. I mean, from Monterrey to here, you're talking about three hours close, mm. crossing the border. So it's, 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 it's very close to them. And we're talking about 10 million people, just
1: Wait. From Monterrey
3: to the Rio Grande Valley, we're talking about 10 million
1: people. Wow, that's a huge that's a huge number of people.
3: Uh, it, it, because it include uh, the Monterrey or the Nuevo Leon area, include the Tamaulipas state, mm-hmm. and uh, just Monterrey uh, and the metropolitan area has 5 million. People.
0: That, that's incredible. So, I, I never Teresa. I, I, I've been to South Padre, but I never thought about that. We know about the trade yes. obviously goes back and forth uh, across the border, yeah. but I didn't realize that that people there really count on the The Mexicans coming across. Oh yes,
3: yes, huh. yes, and they come here for for two reasons: to the beach and shopping. Yeah, <laughs> oh. I mean, there's the two main things.
1: Teresa, thank you for taking the time with us uh, today. Uh, we, we wish you a, a healthy and uh, very prosperous uh, spring breakdown there in South Padre. And oh, Thank uh, you so much. And congrats on the new gig.
3: No, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope to see you here soon and see that blading.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Teresa.
0: So, Jason, she's inviting you down to Rollerblade, man. She's going to look for you. The only rollerblader down she's, there, maybe. That's, that's where you can she's take gonna, the the, you know, the Wheeler ladies this
1: weekend. She invited me. She's going to regret that. And uh, you know what? One of my daughter's uh, rollerblades as well now. I got her started in it. And in fact, I just went with her not long ago. She actually went with her dad and you know, braved being out in public with her dad, which at that age is hard to do. And I will have you know, I just rollerbladed a couple of days ago, and I wanted to, you know, it would have looked creepy, but I wanted to snap pictures of all of these people who were coming from the opposite direction. I saw probably eight rollerbladers. In the span of about thirty minutes, oh, it's it's a real thing. It, it's a movement. It's
0: a movement. Yeah, you guys are moving, and <laughs> you're advanced age, I, my friend. I would be careful with that.
1: I hope you wear a helmet. I will tell you. I will tell you that just like me, uh, most of them looked to be probably in their twenties.
0: Yeah, just like you. Remember, just Dennis like Bird was born on the 29th, so he, he can claim ten point two years old. <laughs> uh, you, you can't do that.
1: You're right. I said they looked like they were twenty. Right. Um, As always, everybody, thank you for uh, putting up with us for this entire podcast. If you're traveling, uh, you know, for spring break or for whatever, um, very safe travels to you, um, you know, both on the road and in the air. And as you know, as well as being in restaurants and all of these other places as we try this experiment again of going back to, quote unquote, normal as far as capacity goes in these days ahead.
0: And don't forget about the synopsis either in the uh, description of our podcast here. We'd really appreciate some feedback. Hope you guys have a a great spring break, whether it's this week, next week, whenever it might be. Be careful out there and watch out for those rollerbladers as
1: well. Yeah, and I'm just about to finally get out on the road. Nothing like leaving for a big trip on a Tuesday. But
0: everyone's hair is going to look great in your car, between yours and your wife's and everyone else's. (laughs) I mean, you guys, don't roll the windows down. Don't mess it up, right?
1: No, I, I'm a, a windows-down kind of guy, and that will be our first fight on the road. I'm going to spit up my beer, man. All right.
0: Probably the first <laughs> of many. <laughs> all right, guys. Hope you have a great spring break. We'll uh, see you all next Tuesday.